welcome to Frank and Eric. Oh, God damn it. Can you turn the AC off? Oh, yeah. Um, so this is my last week in this apartment. Last week? Yeah. What are we going to do about recording? I um, off in the room there. I guess... Uh, <clears throat> Well, Am I going to have to move upstate for us to keep this podcast going? Yeah, you're going to have to move into the Airstream uh, <laughs> with Chad. Uh, no. I, I saw Chad's uh, butt cheeks for the first time recently. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's surprising it wasn't the first time. Uh, <laughs> he was in the Airstream taking his pants off. Oh. I sn- sneaked a peek. Okay. Yeah. Well, does he know? Uh, I have pics to send him. If I mean, he, he knows now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he knows. Yeah, he does listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, so Surprise, Chad. Uh, Um, yeah so uh (laughs) you know i'm gonna be i i'm expecting to be in the city with some level of like regularity for what i don't know just to come down and hang out okay i feel like i'm gonna really crack up if i'm just hanging out in the woods like (laughs) i agree yeah uh i mean i i don't have a huge couch so you can't sleep on it but you're welcome to it I just sleep on the floor, man. All right. I'm sure. A, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a country person for you to now. Sleep, so. For you to fit on my floor, I might have to throw out my coffee table. <laughs> but you okay. you're, you're welcome to it. Can you just open your front door and I can stick <laughs> my <laughs> feet out on the sidewalk? There you go. Um, uh, but, but, you know, between you and Chad and Duncan and Will, mm-hmm. and every, there's, there's got to be some floor there's space to do. I can crash on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not giving up my dentist or my barber. So There you go. You know, I've got to be coming down to get that. Yeah, you don't want some upstate haircut. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I assume you'll be coming up occasionally. Yeah. So we can, uh, you know, we'll just, it's not going to be a weekly podcast, but it's going to be a regular It's not podcast. a weekly podcast now. Exactly. <laughs> so what's the big deal? Uh, it is August. Fucking hell. It's August 11th, uh, 8-11, never forget, 2020. Um, like sands through the hourglass. Yep. This year is just blasting through (laughs) flying by. Yeah. If an hourglass was like a wind tunnel and all the sand was just blowing through it, um, that would, what it's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. I, uh, again, doesn't feel like summer doesn't feel like any time. It just feels hot. It kind of, I mean, I think going to the beach a lot. Yeah. You're one of the super spreaders going to the beach. Oh my God. (laughs) No, so I've been going to Fort Tilden yeah, and we went like very far down in Fort Tilden this yeah. weekend. And I'm sure I mentioned this last time. Fort Tilden is a, uh, clothing optional beach. Yes. And where we were, it was pretty empty. Yeah. Also anyway. Um, and so where we were sitting, so like we were kind of in the middle, like equidistant, equidistant between like kind of like the, uh, grassy area and the water. And all along, it's kind of weird. All along the grassy area was a series of guys by themselves sitting in chairs. Dressed? Uh, mostly dressed, yeah. I assume they're to just crank it. Like, who goes to the beach as a grown man by yourself? Like a 40-year-old dude. To the clothing optional beach. Yeah. By yourself. Hey, Even like any beach. I would never go to the beach by myself. Sorry, Chad. I know you went to the beach by yourself. <laughs> This weekend, you should have ah! you you called me. Uh, but I've I gone to the it, beach by myself. Just not knowing your, you're knowing your friends are not going. Yeah. Like and one lo- time I took a, a weekday off from work and I just went to the beach. And laid in the sand for hours. No, I went and I had like lunch at Rippers, went down, took a little brief dip 
got out of the water long enough to dry off and then just packed my shit up and left. Exactly. Yeah. Like you were there for like a real reason. These guys were hanging out. Oh, they're there for a reason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels kind of intense to like know these guys are ready to crank it. Taking creep shots on their phone. Exactly. Like, like watching them fucking zoom in from shooting from the hip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you hear like, like that'll bring them to the aha video. Um, but uh, so there, those guys were on the way back. But off like, so the I was sitting at the edge of our blanket area. And if I looked up like back to my left, there are these two guys there, uh, a couple, uh, totally nude. Um, you know how like when a woman kind of lays on her stomach and you can see like if you're behind her. Yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of illustrating this in a way. I'm yeah. not sure why I'm illustrating it. Yeah, yeah. This but is uh, not a visual medium. You can see but... her vagina. <clears throat> yeah. Like between her butt cheeks. Yeah. It works the same way with balls. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, would, I would dare to say more so. Uh, yeah, depending on the cheeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, depending on the individual anatomy, whether sure. it's male or female, sure. but I, there's a little more action in the testicles than there is. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. More action. Yes. <laughs> um, so these are two totally naked men, uh-huh. totally shaven, uh-huh. extremely tan head to toe. Uh-huh. And so whenever I looked over to my friends, I just saw this guy's balls, cock and balls. I looked like right into his chode. Basically, I had a sight line of this man's chode the whole time. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, 2020. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I've never gone to a new cool. beach. Yeah. You should try it. There's perverts and chodes <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Uh, yeah. I feel like a nude beach is probably just like knowing human nature. It's probably going to be like us, a, a it's going to self-select to be the people that you least want to see nude. Would you go for it if you were on the nude beach? Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think anybody would enjoy that, including myself. Yeah, same. I I wore like running shorts, which are high. Yeah, but I have no need to show my cock and balls. Yeah, or my butt cheeks. Yeah, to anybody. Come on. I mean, I think I have a great butt, but still. Yeah, yeah keep, it, keep it under wraps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> scarcity, um, a little uh, mystery. You know? Scarcity creates demand. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that too. I, I, I think I've only gone swimming nude once. Uh-huh. Like I went skinny dipping like at my friend's college after a party one was time. Was it in the dark? Yeah, yeah. But it was. But the pool was like lit. Oh, I see. And I was like, oh, this is a very sexy thing we're doing. Yeah, but, you, you know, meet a bunch of guys. It was no, it was like it was like two guys and two girls. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was cool. Uh, everybody was, you know, kept their distance from each other. <laughs> we were we were way ahead of the social distance curve. That's funny. Um, yeah, there was no no. It wasn't uh, like wild things. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like showgirls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I skinny dipped. I might have skinny dipped once. I know I've streaked before. I haven't done that either. Real dumb. Yeah. Not sexy at all. I it's not a, meant to be sexy, but also not sexy. I saw a video of a guy streaking the other day and he runs into a glass door because <laughs> he didn't know. It was like at, a, at like a, a pool that looks like it's outdoors, but it actually has like a glass wall around it. Yeah. And he just like, like crushed just, it, f- just fully barrel straight into it. Um, imagine that's your partner's thing. Like there, that's what gets them off streaking. Yeah. 
So you have to like run around naked all the time in public. Does that get people off? It could. All I thought kinds it, of stuff gets people off, you know? Yeah. I thought it was more like people, like there are certain types of people who find it funny. Oh, I find it funny. Yeah. You find streaking funny. Yes. Like if, if you were just like outside and a nude person ran by. I'd love it. <laughs> I would love it. So fun. Yeah. I would cheer out hoot and holler. <laughs> Especially if I'm on like a little league baseball game or, or I shouldn't say little oh, league. league. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a minor Especially league. if I'm at a little league baseball game and I'm the one who's streaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, minor league baseball game. Minor league baseball game. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like like sitting in the stands of a little league baseball game and being like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I mean, your friends are like, no, 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 don't do it. And that'd be great. Yeah. Getting tased out there in front of us, 10 year olds. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Have some real pissed dad. Some dad just fucking loses mind on you. Oh yeah. Just fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> A bunch of fucking little kids seeing your dad dick flopping around on the, on, in yeah. the outfield. No, no idea why they, What's beca- happening? why it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> Ah, sexual assault. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, I think I, oh, I think I, I, I sat on the, when, when my wife and I went to St. Lucia, I sat on our balcony nude in Mm -hmm. the sun because it was completely like, sure. Cut off. We had this like cabana thing. Yep. And I thought it was funny, but I didn't enjoy it. I was yeah. just like, hey, check me out. I think nudity is more funny than sexy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people make nudity sexy. True. Like when you when you really think about like a cross section of society. Yeah. Not many people are making that look good. Yeah. Like every time those guys those guys went into the water, the guys in the beach went and back and forth into the water like 15 times okay. while we're laying there. But like in my mind, it was like Benny Hill music every time they walked <laughs> to and from the water. <laughs> it was a little bit they were doing. I mean, I respect them for, you know, <clears throat> doing what they want to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it's just like, damn. Then good for them. You got to like, I burn real easily. Same. They were so tan. Like their scrotums were very tan. <laughs> Everything was super tan. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of work. Did they have like, did, <laughs> did they have like big bushes? No, they were completely shaved. Completely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. To cut through the water. Yes. Like seals. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a wild lifestyle, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it's not, it's, that's not the center of your lifestyle, you know? That's, I feel like that's a, which part is that the center of your life? The, the being, com- being <laughs> completely shaved and extremely tan laying on the beach nude. I feel like that <laughs> is a symptom of your lifestyle. Sure. That's, that is, you're, you're laying the groundwork for something else. Sure. They, those guys probably have insane parties. <laughs> yes. They're so fun. Right? This I'm is, guessing those guys are way more fun than we are. Yeah. This is like them laying on the beach nude, completely shaven is like, it's like their gym tan laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just them getting ready. Yes. To party. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. I would love to see that party. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're keeping a safe, dist- safe distance. Yes. Well, you know, we'll see. See how friendly <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I just I'm not comfortable. I, I got to admit, I'm really not comfortable uh, being around uh, a lot of the public still. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm more comfortable. I've eaten out, eaten outside a couple times. Yeah, I don't mind it. I did the outdoor bar thing once. Yeah, twice maybe. Yeah, I don't mind. It's it cool, so I guess. Everybody's kind of far away. Yeah. I mean, if we're all like playing by the rules, it's not so right. bad. Right. <laughs> Clearly, we don't play by the rules. You heard that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind it that much. Um, so I've been borrowing my dad's car. Yeah, I'm aware. Actually, my mom's car, Barb's car. It's a pretty sick 2004 Toyota Camry. Uh, so are your so, parents just splitting the use of a car right now? While so my dad have... is retired. Okay. Lucky son of a bitch. Is retired now. So he, he was forced into retirement, um, which is fine. It worked. He, he kept working cause he thought he was, he needed insurance, but he now has insurance. He's fine. Oh, great. Yeah. So it all worked out pretty well for him. And so he came to tell me, he came in person to tell me he had a little bit to do. He was like, guess one, which one of these three options is true. Oh, wow. This is a, this is a really kind of playful thing. A little routine for me. I like that. So one was Joey, our weird cousin, has a girlfriend, <laughs> which is super cruel. Yeah. That's the one unbelievable possible fact. <laughs> the other is I, he was coming out as gay. Your dad. My dad. That okay. was the other unbelievable fact. Okay. So my cousin Joey, who's 20 something, is as him having a girlfriend is as unbelievable as my dad. <laughs> Coming out, coming out is good. Dad's got a great sense of humor. That's the joke there. Joey's that troubled. Our cousin. Hey, hey guess which is true. Hey, hey, my, my sister's fucking, only son. Get, get this. He's I'm, so fucked, huh? I'm fucking guys. <laughs> or my fucking, my unfuckable grandkid has a girlfriend. A nephew. A nephew. <laughs> and the third is I'm retired. That's... Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is my dad. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dad, any of those are possible. Um, what if, what if he was trying to come out to you and he was just testing the waters to see right? if you'd be accepting? Yeah. And then like, when you pick something else, he was like, Oh God. Oh shit. No, not now. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so he has no plan for his retirements. Oh man. Which is fucking crazy to me. Yeah. I would be, th- if I was so close to retirement, I was going to retire like any day now. That's all I would think about is what I'm going to do when I'm retired. Well, I'm I think just, that, I'm just shocked. I think that when you're in his position, you're probably thinking about what you're not going to do when you're retired and that's work. Sure. Sure. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, sure. that's not the way I think. I don't, yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm basically retired right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, well, I'm not obviously, but my, like my dad is retired. Yes. And I was hoping that you were going to say that your dad retired and like, now he's got this, you know, rich existence full of like pursuing interests well, and hobbies. Well, and it hasn't like sunk in yet. Right. And I think he, I don't think he's like accepted his new reality yet, but go ahead. My, my dad has been retired for a decade now. Wow. Hasn't done shit for a decade. <laughs> like, what does he actually do with himself? Stares at a wall. No. Yeah. He does nothing. In silence? 
Mm-hmm. No, he does. You don't, you don't understand <laughs> the the way the true nature of my dad is. He, at all times, he endeavors to be doing nothing. And is he satisfied with that? <clears throat> like, if you interrupt him, is he pissed? Like, is he? He's maybe he's meditating. Uh, no, I mean, I mean it, my, if my dad is meditating, he, it, he has like reached a plane of meditation that like, you think he's searching for nothingness. He, he, he has experienced it. He's there. <laughs> like, you know how, um, you know how, like when you meditate or, you know, you attempt to become enlightened or, yeah. or whatever clarity of mind. Yeah. You're trying to shed your like earthly desires. Yeah. My dad's there. There you go. He's completely living that. Yeah. He's basically the Dalai Lama of, very, of lazy idiots. Of, <laughs> of rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, he, uh, <laughs> the only thing that he does to pass the time is uh, he, he reads like grocery store erotica. You know, like, okay. the, you know, like those novels you can sure, buy, like in the sure. checkout line in the grocery store. Does that make you uncomfortable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause that would make me uncomfortable. And he reads them like, like it's, it's crazy how, so what he does is he, he buys them, reads them. And then because like, Does he like underline certain parts? No, I don't think he, I think he skims for, to the sexy parts. That's my, um, okay. my uncle and I were talking about this and, uh, we're convinced that that's what he does because he reads them so quickly okay. that it's, it's impossible that he's actually reading the entire novel and like comprehending what he's reading. Sure. So I think he's just like looking for like mentions of like dicks and vaginas. And so why doesn't he, does he not have the internet? Like why doesn't he just, Oh, he, oh when, well, when he's not doing that and he's not staring at a wall. He uh, looks at videos of trains on YouTube. But why aren't the, okay, are the trains a metaphor for his desires? Like what, is just trains going through tunnels over and over again? No, well, we, we've been through this train thing before because remember uh, he made me go to a bed and breakfast with him one time to watch trains? Yeah, no, I know he loves trains. Yeah. I'm just saying like- You're saying are the trains like a, a like a physical kind of like- uh, avatar for some deep desire he yes, has or something exactly. i don't think so why doesn't he just search like vaginal penetration instead of searching for for trains i don't think that's what he's looking for i think he's literally just looking at trains but it's not it's not some misdirected i just um, mean like no i know but i just mean if he's spending all his time reading these erotica novels right yeah he's looking to be aroused Presumably. Right. I don't think he's reading for the story. Right. He might be though. Why not just go to a hundred? Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like why, why pussyfoot around with these novels when you can just go on the internet and see somebody like shitting on somebody's face? (laughs) Exactly. Like, exactly. Just go for it. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, well, is that too much you think for your dad? I don't think my dad understands the level of filth that's available on the internet right. because he wouldn't even know how to look for it if he wanted to. Like just type in boobs, you know, it's like that would require a level of <laughs> abstract thinking about the capabilities of the internet that my dad does not possess. But he knows trains are there. <clears throat> yeah. I showed him one time how to look for train videos on YouTube. So now he's like, oh, this is the train video jukebox basically. 
Have you ever thought about leaving your porn set up in your dad's house? <laughs> Accident? Just tra- change his home screen to Pornhub. So he has to type in YouTube over Pornhub. <laughs> fucking pop-ups happen oh, everywhere. so it's good. Fucking crazy hardcore porn. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not trying to... Um, I'm not trying to usher my 72-year-old father, 70, 72, 73. Okay. I'm not trying to usher my 73-year-old father into the bottomless pit of fucking filth and vice that is the internet. Okay. I'm just, I just want him to like spend the rest of his days believing that the internet is a nice i get that i understand i'm sure i would do the same if it was my dad if he wasn't playing pranks like i'm i might be gay um <laughs> so weird so weird not uh, a, not a very woke prank. no not, no <laughs> uh he's not a very woke guy um like the whole the whole every part of that joke all the options uh, yeah. were pretty on he would be canceled. He's a oh, very, he, very cancelable yeah, yeah. dad. Yeah. You just tell him he's canceled. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Hey, thanks for letting me borrow the car. By the way, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I would leave my dad to water either, you know, with the pornography. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be responsible for no. that. If it, like ta- him losing all his money somehow, if it takes, yeah, you know, it might not, <laughs> yeah. but if it does, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I always thought like when my dad retired, I, I I thought like, oh, this will be a great opportunity for you to kind of like foster some hobbies or like yeah. so so one one of the things I tried to get him to do was build a model train set. Uh-huh. I was like, You're so into trains. He wouldn't give a shit about that. Not at all. <laughs> you know why? Because a toy? No, no, no. Because of the amount of work that would oh, be required. Yeah. My dad's like core philosophy is one thing. You, he, the North star that he is always moving toward or not moving <laughs> is, <laughs> is doing nothing. Yeah. Anything that requires any effort of any kind is pulling him away from the thing he desires most, which is to do nothing. But that, my question is more, is he satisfied doing nothing though? He Did, seems to be. Yeah. Like if you interrupt his nothingness, is he annoyed? Yeah. Like, hey, let's go do something. And he's like, oh, I was, I was just fucking level, level seven deep meditation over here. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I think he would just say no, you know, like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Hmm. Like whatever. Has your relationship gotten better since he was retired? Mm, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Uh, our relationship has changed as he's aged. Um, he has, you know, acknowledged my dominance. No, uh-huh. he's like, uh, he has like, he's comfortable deferring to me, um, yeah. on matters. Sure. Sure. Um, that's the only like shift I would say there's been yeah. in our relationship. I, I always hoped that like my dad would turn into like a mellow old man that I could like have conversations with. But I think that his like he's just um, like slipped deeper into that. Like I don't talking is work to him. Yeah. So he's like my uncle, my dad too. I have an uncle who's super nice and he comes to visit every once in a while. And sometimes our visits will line up and you know, we'll sit there and talk 
And like last time he was there, we were talking about uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. And we're yeah. like talking about like what's going on in the, in culture and the world. We're talking about politics, like, yeah. you know, just having a normal conversation. Yep. The movies we saw, the books we read, sure. the podcasts we listened to. Sure. And my dad is just sitting there, you know, like he's there because he's supposed to be like participating. Yeah. But he just has this like thousand mm. yard stare not listening to anybody. And if you ask him a question, he'll just be like, I, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Mm. And then if you like press him and try to get him involved, he'll insult you. So he'll, you'll leave him alone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like a, in a real way or just like fuck off? No, like in a real way. Like, uh, like my, it was like me, my uncle and my dad and my uncle is this very like kind of passionate person, you know, yeah. like, uh, really wants to like be in tune with everybody, tries yeah. to keep everybody like in the conversation and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, Dave, Dave's my dad. He's like, Dave, you know, uh, like we, you know, we're off talking about Tarantino or something yeah. like my dad doesn't know who that is or yeah. care. And, uh, you know, so he, my, my uncle tries to like shift the conversation. He's like, Oh, Dave, you know, ask him a question. Something like, oh, what's, you know, like what's going on with you? What are you thinking about or whatever? And my dad's just like, oh, I was just thinking about how stupid you look. Wow. <laughs> Christ. He's like, cool. Yeah. He's like, okay. All right. Dave. <laughs> and, and then like, you know, Bill will like kind of, yeah, it's my uncle Bill. Uh, yeah. I didn't want to name him, but, um, but you know, my uncle will be like, uh, he's really good at like, like kind of the, um, emotional judo of dealing with my yeah. dad where yeah. like, instead of, instead of like taking that punch, he'll like, he'll like, you know, you know, like with judo, it's like you use the force sure, of, the per- sure. you, of the person's blow against you. Yeah. He'll, and he'll be like, okay, Dave, I understand that you're trying to communicate something to me with that. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm going to let you do that. And like, and like really kind of like, which has got to be infuriating yes. for my dad. Right. Cause my dad just wants it to be like, Hey, fuck you. Fuck you. Quiet. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. It's a, it's a funny thing to see. And does your dad feel just like intimidated by the conversation? Is that why? No, he thinks that, uh, it's like the, like, like he's not like insecure cause he's out of his depths or anything. I'm convinced that it's all related to his relationship with work. So like you, he would never sit there and have a conversation with you about like a movie that he watched and like the themes in that movie and the things that take place in that movie and like what it means and all that stuff that you kind of talk about when you talk about movies. Yep. Because to like watch a movie and discern those things is work. And he would never task himself with doing that. Jesus. Yeah. I don't think that my dad, I'm serious when I say that I think he is on like a different plane. Yeah. Not a good one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But I don't, I think that like my dad avoids abstract thought of any kind. Right. Because it's, it's just like Too taxing. Yeah. Why would you bother? Yeah. When you could be doing nothing. This is Frank and Eric, a comedy <laughs> self-help podcast. This is a self-help podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast <clears throat> about dads. Yeah. Dads and their fathers, sons, sons and dads. Um, yeah, that's, that's intense. I'm sorry to hear that. But it's, well, no, I mean, it's not me, you know? Well, it's, well I know, but it's like, it must be frustrating to have that relationship with him though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's only frustrating if you don't accept that that's how, sure. 
Sure. So if I go in with no expectations, like sometimes we will have a surprisingly like, you know, entertaining or interesting conversation. Yeah. But if I go in like with an agenda, then he's like, yeah, it's, it's just like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is, uh, he also is kind of hard to talk to at times, but if you get him on like a good rift, you sort of like find his, his pocket. He's fine. If I cared about sports at all, it'd be really easy to communicate with oh, him. Oh, man, yeah. And I just really don't. <clears throat> My dad's not into sports. Yeah. And I've tried to talk to him about trains. I've tried to, like, feign interest just yeah. to, yeah. like, have some level. Yep. And he's just like, I don't know. Same with my dad in sports. I'm like, so how are the Mets doing? Like, they're good. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Trying to show interest in you, Buck Face. Um, so, Dad, <laughs> if you could bang any one of the Mets. Yeah. If you were going to fuck a Met, <laughs> who would it be? Because I know you're not coming out. Just theoretical. <laughs> if you're going to fuck a Met. Say, say Mr. Met. Say Mr. Met. I mean, it's it's not, uh, you know, it's not difficult to figure out why I am the way I am in contrast to the way mm, my dad sure. is. Like, sure. I have a voracious appetite for all things and I want to talk about them at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's, yeah. that's just the ebb and flow of things. Yeah. Um, do you think that's like a person, do you think that's a personality thing or do you think it's a generational thing? Uh... Like, do you think if I was born in 1947, yeah, do you think that I would have, do you think I would still be the neurotic yes. lunatic 100%. that I am? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so you think it's all nature for me and it's not. I think uh, it's, yeah, I think it's mostly nature. I think it's, I think it's a mix of both, honestly. Yeah. I think you are the way you are because of like coping mechanisms. Sure. And so it's like, yeah, a lot of entertaining yourself, a lot of, yeah. you know, making up for, I mean, we're recording a podcast right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <clears throat> I'm aware of myself in that, in that way to relation to like who my dad is too. Yeah. Uh, I am aware I pepper people with questions constantly as like part of like my personality kind of. Right. Cause he's just like very like stoically sitting there like, so what's up? Hey, all right. What are you doing? <laughs> what's that? What are you wearing? You know, like, you know. And so it's like that kind of uh, making up for that uh, that relationship in some way. Do you ever see? Uh, Anywho, there's that kid who was on the Ellen show a whole bunch. Ellen's and, canceled, by the way. Yes, Ellen, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ellen's totally canceled. Um, I already heard the short list of people that they're thinking about replacing her with. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Um, Anyone good? No, nobody. You know, we should have a show again. Paul Rubens. Yes. Ooh. So, uh, I had a TV recommendation. My idea for this episode was to recommend some TV shows. Yep. Um, he popped up on a show I've been watching recently and it was just so good. Mm. Whenever I see that guy, he makes me so happy. Yep. Sorry. Who was on Ellen? Um, uh, <clears throat> so there was this kid who, uh, <clears throat> he was a viral, like he was in a video that went viral on YouTube. He was being interviewed by the local news and he's like, you know, I don't know, like five years old or something. Yeah. And he's like, well, apparently I've never been on live television before. Um, apparently. And he's like doing this thing where yeah. he's like a little kid, but he's talking like an old timey, like radio announcer. Mm hmm. And the moment he starts talking, you're like, oh, this is a kid who's being raised by his grandparents. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> sure. Apparently. Like you can just, enough, you yeah. can, you like, you can 
like the cadence with which he's talking, like it, yeah, yeah. the way he's speaking references something. And that something is sort of like old timey television. And sure, like, sure, sure. And it's really <clears throat> funny, really, really cute kid. You know, he had his moment like a few years ago and I'm sure he's like, you know, uh, like a teenager now. Yeah. But, um, like Maya loves him and like she's, she's seen all of his videos and stuff. Cause then Ellen brought him on the show and he became like a correspondent for the Ellen show. Okay. And she would send him around to do his little bit, like yeah. at all these different places. Uh, and I, you know, I was, we were like driving the other day and we, we somehow ended up talking about that kid. And I was like, you know, I really understand where that kid's coming from because when I was growing up, like my parents didn't pay attention to me at all. And all I did was watch TV all the time. Sure. Like, and you and I were talking about summer camp the other day. Yeah. Never went to summer camp. Right. When I, during the summer, when my parents were working, I had to go to my grandparents' house. And the only thing that that changed about my daily existence was that I got to watch fewer television channels. Yeah. I watched, I love Lucy. Yeah. Right. So I used to watch like all the like Nick at night stuff. Like I'd watch Mr. Ed and, and green acres and all that shit. And like, and like the 1960s Batman, all that shit. And so like as a kid in the eighties, my head was like filled with these references from like 20 years earlier. And like none of the kids that I went to school with, like kind of had that same lexicon. It was, and it was really strange. Like, I remember like awkward moments where I would say or do something that was like clearly lifted from television or this like kind of bag of references. Yeah. And they were like, what? Like, yeah. why are yeah, you yeah, talking yeah. that way? Or, you know, and, and <clears throat> like, it's funny. It's like, obviously that kid is kind of doing the same thing and he got recognized for it. And it was like, you know, cute to see like that mm-hmm. disconnect. But I was like, you know, that's a really alienating feeling to actually, <laughs> to actually have. Well, that kid's on the Ellen show. He's like an alien now. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably doing cameos now and like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. doing cameos for weed money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, I was just going on, going on about like, I am buying my dad's car. He did. He is retired. He has no plan for his retirement whatsoever. Uh, but it's nice to have a car to like get away for a bit. Yeah. Um, and have some freedom. Just ride around blasting music yet with the windows down. Uh, it has a CD and a tape player. So I'm only playing CDs that I have from college. It's okay. time I bought CDs. Uh, fun for me. Everybody else hates it. Does it have like a little auxiliary thing? <clears throat> nope. Oof. Yeah. You got to get one of those little fucking tape things. No, fuck it. I'm just going with the CDs I have. It's great. Um, so it's like a real blast. It's like a time warp, you know, because everything is from like the, the car is from 2004, but like in it, you're living 2004, basically. Right. So what are you listening to? <clears throat> like all kinds of horrible screamo and hardcore. Yeah. And also like the first Coldplay record. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it is. That's when the ladies are in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ladies, time to make out. Hey, you ever hear of a little song called Yellow? <laughs> <laughs> what are we in an AT&T commercial? Yeah, here? seriously. What is this? Um, <laughs> a little yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. okay. Um, you know, that era, some, the first yeah. White Stripes record. Yeah. Um, not a huge hit with uh, Chad, Will, and Duncan. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't think fine. so. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but the car has been towed once and I have two tickets so far. Jesus yeah. Christ, yep. man. Killing it. 
why to get towed? Just you parked I it just, in a... Man, just parked it in the wrong spot. <laughs> just uh, missed the big old sign. Um, wow. <laughs> but you still have Whoops. possession of the vehicle? Yeah, I mean, I mean, do whatever you want to it. As long as it doesn't get stolen, don't give a fuck. Like, give me tickets every day. Yeah. As long as you don't steal it. Because my, my dad's car's been stolen once before, and he really freaked out about it. Yeah. So just... As long as I have it to give back to you, I'm good. Man. Uh, Even if it, like someone spray paints like fuck pigs or something on the side of it, fine. Yeah. One time <laughs> uh, I, I had a job where um, <clears throat> I, we had a holiday party and I made out with my boss's ex-girlfriend. Nice. <laughs> and I'm not sure why she was at the holiday party because she didn't, she didn't work there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> But the next day, uh, somebody spray painted slut on the side of her car. Whoa. Pretty sure it was my boss. <laughs> Intense. What? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Nice work. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I didn't really have much to do with it. I mean, do you feel bad? Do I feel bad? Did you feel bad in the moment? No. Yeah. I felt like, you know. Like, was it big? Yeah, it was like down the whole side of her car. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I was... I was like 19 and, and she was like 25 and like feeding me, uh, like, uh, rum and Cokes at the holiday party. So she deserved it. Is that what no, I'm saying? just saying that I maybe I maybe got drawn into a world that I was not quite like prepared mm, to, to adult for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I bet there's a, a grocery store romance novel about that situation. I'll bet. I'll bet. And you know what? It's probably a much better story than the one I lived. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse me. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. Parallel parking. That's all I got. Yeah. I was going to ask you, uh, you know, we own a car, but we, there's a garage downstairs that we keep it parked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flex. With, yeah, what's up? Uh, <laughs> downstairs in my private bat cave. Yep. Uh, no, but um, for years, Maya had a car and I was tasked. Oh, she had with, a um, Volkswagen bug. Yeah, green I green. forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was the fucking. That's a good look for you. Bane of my existence. <laughs> Holy shit. And it had a sticker on the back that said like world peace or something. Oof. Yeah. Coexist. That's the one. That's the car that I got pulled over in drunk when I <laughs> when I forgot. You were parking it, right? I was parking it, and there was a rapist on the loose. <laughs> Fucking hell! So they pulled over a six eight guy in a Volkswagen Beetle, <laughs> a, a lime green Volkswagen Beetle, to see if he was the Park Slope rapist. It's like, do you go to the beach alone? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but but mm. I remember the incredible stress of dealing with the, the offsides parking. So in my neighborhood, it's only uh, two days a week, Monday and Tuesday. Hmm. It's very easy. Yeah. But is it like, is it's gotta be pretty crowded, right? Yeah. I drove around a little bit today trying to find a spot and I parked in a spot that was like the size of my Camry. Yeah. Um, and it took me a couple of times. Yeah. And I, what I did was I went running and then got in the car and parked it afterwards. So that car smells like fucking hell right now. <laughs> um, and I think someone was yelling at me through their window watching me park the car. But it's there. I got it in. Why do you think they were yelling at you? Because I was get, getting very close to these two cars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, one okay. time I parked, uh, there was a guy who was uh, driving rapidly in reverse down the street. <laughs> 
and I I was you know looking for a spot and I drove yeah. up and I like, oh spot and I pulled into it and I think that he was like yeah. gun- gunning it down the street sure. to get to that spot uh, because the next the next day uh, somebody had thrown a brick through the black the back window <laughs> of the car. <laughs> That's a pretty extreme response. Yeah, it happened three times with that Whoa. car. Whoa. Yeah. Once the windshield. The bug? Yeah. Once the windshield, once the back a window of the car. A brick each time? Yeah, like those paving bricks that they put yeah. on the sidewalk that like surround the trees. Yeah. Like those big fucking craggy sure. things. Yeah. Um, That's so intense. Once the windshield, once the back window, and once one of the side windows. Jesus Christ. It's fucking war out there, man. <laughs> and Park Slope. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Oh, I was so happy when she got rid of that car. Fuck. Yeah, I'm hoping my parents keep, let me keep it for, uh, I don't know, a long time. Yeah. Have you considered putting it in a garage or something? No. Just, <laughs> nope. Just so the stress is a little less. You know, I'm not, I don't really stress about it. The tickets are fine. Again, as long as nobody steals it. The occasional ticket is probably way cheaper than a parking spot or anything. Way cheaper. Yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah, getting a towed was fun. Got any big road trips planned? No, I don't. I have to say, I, I'm going to take a week off in September. Um, no plans of where to go just yet. It's kind of hard right now to go on the road. Yeah. Um, a friend is in Wyoming. That's far. Yeah. And I have a friend in Santa Fe, too. Your dad's going to let you take his whip that far? He doesn't know. <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> Hey, Frank, it's just me calling to see how you're getting around the city yeah, in my yeah. car. You're so like, when the car got towed, you're in El Paso. Yeah, oh, it's great. Dad. It's great. It's going really well. Uh, <laughs> when the car got towed, I, I don't know the, the license plate numbers. You know? Right. And so <clears throat> my first move was to call 311 to find out if your car is towed or not. Right. Right. And they couldn't find it. Fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, were you freaking God. out? A little bit. That that's not that a would be bit. like a fucking meltdown moment for me, yeah. I think. And so I didn't want to have to ask my dad what the license plate number was because I knew he would freak out. Right. But I don't know how else to find the car. Did you look at like Google Street View of his house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I know that I know the car's gone. The car's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it had been a couple of days. Ooh. Yeah. So I ended up calling the police station. Yeah. And thankfully, they were able to locate it just by the make and model. They towed it away. Yep. But, but just having to call my dad and be like, yeah, your car got stolen. Like, it was the first week, too. Oh, damn. Yeah. How much uh, did that cost you? 185 I mean, still nothing compared to the to a, a exactly. parking spot at garage. <laughs> Exactly. You may as well just like purposely get it towed every time you're not using it. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> or just park it wherever the fuck I want and just get the ticket. Yeah. Say whatever, yeah. Um, Tell me. Damn. <clears throat> um, anyway, so did you want to talk about TV shows? Yeah, that was my original intention. But I, I, I was going to say, I, I have some TV show recommendations, but um, <clears throat> in regard to like not knowing the license plate, yeah. Um, I, I care so little about cars. Like yeah, I, de- I derive no pleasure from automobiles. I yeah. don't, I don't care about them. I'm, I'm happy when they get me to where I need to go, but like, I don't care about makes or models or anything. Yep. yep. <clears throat> and so I'm a, I'm a car owner technically, but like, I don't know my license plate number. I've never popped the hood ever. Wow. My dad asked me something about the engine in the car and I was like, I, I don't know. No idea. 
And he was like, what, you didn't, you didn't look under the hood before you bought it? And I was like, what good? It's would a that, new car. Yeah. What would that do for me? Check out that new engine. Yeah. Yep. There's an engine under there's here. something I don't understand under here. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. It seems to have all the engine parts. Did I don't you know. open your computer before you bought it? Like, I don't. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Like I turn it on and it works. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, I'll pay someone to deal with exactly. it. Exactly. Or I'll just watch a really long YouTube video that explains how to fix the thing that's fucked up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, I, I had to go, I had a, a flat tire and I went to this place like in deep, deep Brooklyn. I, I needed the tire fixed like that day. Yeah. So I, I called around. I'm going to admit, I didn't even know how to like figure out like what kind of tire I needed. Mm. So I've, you got to change the tire though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like to, to replace the tire. Sure. Sure. I didn't know, like, I, I, I don't know. What well, says on the tire, like, what the, there's like a model. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I didn't know if that's like on the tire or if that's like in yeah. the, in the manual. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I looked on the tire and it's got a number, you know, I got the number. Yeah. So I'm like calling all these tire places all over Brooklyn. And I ended up finding one where the guy's like, yeah, I got one left. It's yours. Come and get it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I drive over there and, and it's, you know, it's this whole rigmarole. And it's like, it's the most Brooklyn place I've ever been in my life. Like, like five guys hanging out. They have like an old leather couch in the front of the the shop. There's one guy who seems to work there, but he just like has his shirt pushed up over his belly and he's rubbing his belly all the time. That's like summer Brooklyn guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like pacing on the sidewalk, looking at his reflection in like the car windows. I don't understand. Like I never felt the need to like let my, let my stomach like air out. Yeah. But like. Every like heavy set Brooklyn dude, when it's hot in the summer, you just pull your shirt up and let your belly just air out. Yeah, there's there's always that guy who's like it's kind of nice. He's got the th- there's always a guy who's like lifting his shirt up. Yeah, yeah, you know, and he's that guy. He's like rubbing his belly, but it's like it, it seems like he's less interested in rubbing his belly and more interested in just keeping his shirt pulled up. Yeah sending some kind of signal. I think, yeah, you know, and then it's like there's him, and then there's a guy who's like seems like he was born in the 1800s and he's wearing like a grease covered jumpsuit and he's like talking to me with a thick Eastern European accent. And I'm like, tired. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they asked me to like fill out this paperwork and they're like, you know, license plate number. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And I'm like, hold oh on. God. I'm going to go walk out to your garage and look at it yeah. and then write it down. Yeah. And, and like, I could in that moment where they were like, Oh, just write down your license plate number here. And I was like, I don't know. Like, it was like, they all looked at me and were like, like, what the fuck? What's up with this guy? (laughs) You don't know your fucking license plate number. Yep. I just started driving like six months ago. Yeah. This guy who just brought in a brand new truck. Yeah. No, the license plate number. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We know the license plate numbers on every car we've ever owned. (laughs) (laughs) They were all pieces of shit. Yeah, pretty Do you know the license plate number of any car you've ever owned. Pretty emasculating moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. I know my dad's license plate number. Why? Because it's a personalized license plate. What is it? RR Nut. <laughs> what is that? Railroad Nut. Oof. Dude's a big fan of trains. Oof. <laughs> and I used to have. That to, is funny. And yeah, I I uh, I got rid of one of my cars, <laughs> and when I was living at home briefly, I had to drive my dad's truck around, and it had RR Nut on the um, license plate. And all my friends used to make fun of me. That's so funny. That's what made it stick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so, this is a comedy and self-help podcast. <laughs> this is just, I bet if we wanted to, we could just make a podcast about our dads. Yeah. Every episode about our dads. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Episodes about getting our asses kicked by our dads. Episodes, oh, yeah. episodes about uh, getting our asses kicked by our dads. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <clears throat> um, yeah, you, you know, like, he, I know he loves baseball. I just wonder what he's going to do himself. I hope he, like, does something that's not just sitting around the house. Um, yeah. You got to... Uh no, you shouldn't. I was going to say you should like, uh, you know, kind of spur him on, you know, nudge him a little bit. But so he, came, he came to visit recently and he never has any interest in doing anything in New York. Yeah. Granted, we could not this time because of quarantine um, or COVID rather. Um, but he only his only request is we hang out for a while and talk. We need something. He goes home. So this time it was a very hot day. And I wanted to go over to Mecklenburg's. This place, Mecklenburg's, near my apartment. I've heard of it. It's a great place. Because <laughs> um, I thought he would like like all the beer selections. Yeah. And they have good sandwiches. He didn't want to go because it was too hot. He didn't want to sit outside. Fine. Sure. So I read him the menu of Mecklenburg's, you know. And he's like, every sandwich is like the craziest thing he's ever heard in his life. There's a banh mi. Right. Never heard of a banh mi before. Okay. There's a, there's a. Well, they have like an Italian sandwich. They do, and that sounded very good to him. Yeah. But he got some sort of like um, roast beef sandwich. Okay. And he asked for extra horseradish, and he got like a half a pound of horseradish. <laughs> um, so he was fine, but it was one of those things where like, it was like a, this unknown territory to him, sure. you know, just ordering these sandwiches. Yeah. And he, everything I said, it was like, oh, they don't have that in Jackson. That was like his his punchline, right? Right. Um, so meaning, like he can't like ingratiate himself into a situation. Yeah, he's like very much like outside of a, of a moment. He can't just like blend into it. I set up his email address that day because he doesn't have his own email address. So he had his work email address. Okay, does your dad have an email address? Yeah. Did you he just learn to reply? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty amazing. Yeah, he used to own. That was he, only one way. Yeah. It was just, you just fire them out. Yeah. So you'd send him like an email that just required like a yes or no question yeah. or like a yes or no response. And he would send a whole new email with just like, Oh, I yes. see. I see. Yeah. Um, so he now has his own email address. That's cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he doesn't have, they don't have a computer. My parents. That's, is there a reason? Nope. They just, they don't never care to bother to buy one. Okay. Like we'd have one growing up. You didn't have one growing no. up? No. Oh. And so they just had their work computers, I guess. Okay. I didn't have one until I was in college. Yeah, same. Yeah. And so the first computer in the house was the one that I bought after college. Huh. Yeah. And I took it with me, obviously. Were they like, what is this? They're like, oh, yeah, you're doing whatever you're doing on the computer. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so I, we think we're going to buy him like an iPad, I guess. Okay. It's cool. You think he'll use it? No. <laughs> I don't know. He should. <clears throat> yeah. But I don't know if he will or not. My dad has a Mac mini. Yeah. Because I bought it. And right. was like, just right. use this. And does he use it for anything but trains? No. Yeah. Just, just, exactly. just sending emails and watching. Exactly. So like, I don't know if it's going to like do him much good to have it. Yeah. Like, what is he going to do? Maybe he'll look at baseball scores. Does he send emails from his phone or something? No, he doesn't send emails. Oh. Does not email. Oh. 
No, he doesn't need it. He'll call you if he needs something. Ugh. Yeah. That is just brutal. Yep. I haven't heard from my dad in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, what what is the TV show thing? Um, so there's, there's, you know, I was just going to say that like probably a lot of the people who are listening to the show are not experiencing the, uh, normal, uh, summer fun, you know, probably not going yeah. out super spreading at the beach and all that. Yeah. Some are probably out there playing grab ass with you, but there's, you know, most Whatever. of us are indoors uh-huh. and, um, <clears throat> you know, like you got to pass that time. So you got to watch some TV. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you can't watch The Office forever. Yep. You got to stop. Yep. So I watched, uh, I've been watching two TV shows recently that I've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. One is What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, pretty good. That's the one that had Paul Rubens in the episode the other day. Okay. Have you been watching that? No, I watched the movie and I enjoyed it. I, I hated the movie. Why? I don't know. There was something about the movie that I felt like it was like trying too hard or too something. Too fun for you? No, I just. Too I don't, light? I don't know. I don't know. It just, I thought it was pretty funny. I think maybe I just, I was, I wasn't in the right mood. Yeah. But the show is hilarious. Huh? It's, I, I like, I think we need a top three intro. Oh, do we? Yeah. I'm going to have to come up with a third TV show. (laughs) (laughs) What? Did you say two already? No, just one. All right. You, you are listening to Frank and Eric's. You're going to feel strong pressure on the prostate gland inside your rectum. Top three showdown. I have to say, I'm impressed with it every time I hear it. I know. It's so good. It just, there's always something new. I know. For me, it used to be the chainsaw. Yeah. But now it's sort of the, uh, it's like the inception sound part where it's, it's like, all the <laughs> constant zooming sounds. Yes. <laughs> like the laser sounds. Um, I've been watching. I have a couple of things to, to talk about, but one is, um, I'll be gone in the dark. Have you been watching? Ooh, that? yes, I watched the whole thing. Holy hell! Yeah, fucking terrifying. Yeah. So this is a true crime series uh, based around Patton Oswald's wife. Yeah. <clears throat> whose name I forget? Michelle Megan? Michelle McNamara. Michelle McNamara, and it's her pursuit of what came to be known as the Golden State Killer. Yeah. Otherwise known as the original Night Stalker or the East Area Rapist. Yeah. Eron's, yeah. Uh, as, they, as the acronym they call him. Uh, so it's someone who raped over 50 people, killed like almost 20, a series of break-ins. He turns out to be a cop. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking yeah. cops, man. Yeah. Yep. Not a great year for <clears throat> cops. No. What, I mean, I don't know if that counts as a bad year for cops, the show. <laughs> but, but yeah, not a great year for cops. Um, but yeah, it's so for me personally, I find I found it hard to watch because there's a lot of graphic detail about like each crime, not each yeah. crime, but a lot of the crimes. Yeah. How he stalked these women, like what he did when he broke in. Very unsettling. If you're like a home alone or if you live alone as a woman, would not recommend. Yeah, yeah. My sister loves true crime and finds it like she's unfazed by the whole thing. Yeah. I love true crime too. I I read a lot of true crime and I I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. Yeah. But there are, I, (laughs) I have found myself at times like 
overdosing on true crime a little yeah. bit. And it's like, <clears throat> um, I understand why people get obsessed with it. Sure. It really kind of like takes over the way you're thinking and, uh, yeah, it's brutal. It's also like, it feels so far removed. It feels fantastical, but, but it's true. Yeah. Like how did this happen? Kind of story. Um, I, I also think it's almost like there's a comfort in like exposing yourself to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like if you're, if you're like, like the trauma, I mean, yeah, like, like, I mean, I've listened to podcasts where they detail the most like heinous crimes and I, there is like, like where they're playing the nine one one tapes and shit and you, and like, there is almost like this, it's like you're inoculating yourself of this threat. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's like, I mean, they, they touch on this a little bit in the show, but they say that like the, you know, the true crime audience is like largely female. Yeah. And, and like, I have to feel like this is a little bit of a logical leap I think to make, but like the victims of a lot of these violent crimes are female. Yeah. And it's like, I I feel like it must serve that purpose where you're like, I'm going to kind of expose myself to this because it is like, you know, such a horrifying threat to me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that it like, Oh, like, so you're sort of taking control of it. It's, it's, it's a really crazy psychological owning in a way. Yeah. But I love a good true crime story. Yeah. It is, it is that one is very detailed and very horrifying. Yeah. It's very intense because the woman who is his wife also like kind of suffers for her efforts, uh, in the show. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's uplifting. I guess they, they catch him, but yeah, it's not uplifting. No. Um, I, I think the most brutal, uh, people on the show, like the most like difficult to kind of bounce back from are that couple that stay together. Yeah. And, and like seeing their dynamic together. Oh yeah. That were the, the and like, he's so, they're both so loving towards each other. Yeah. And it's both like really hard for them just to talk about and face that reality of what happened. Yeah. But they're both so deeply shamed by it. It seems. Yeah. Oh my God. And like, and have you seen the whole series? God, I think I have one, one episode left. Okay. Well, yeah. Then I won't mention it, but there's like a moment in, I think it's in the final episode with them. And it's just like, it's just this like passing moment that they catch on the camera and it's so like, Oh, like it, 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 it just depicts them as so like kind and sweet yeah. to each other. Yeah. And, and like, uh, like they're surrounded by everybody else who like lived through this brutality yeah. and Oh my God, it's just, it's so you're just like looking at this like bottomless pit of despair that they're like keeping a lid on. Yeah. Ugh, brutal. Yeah. Woof yeah yeah pretty different direction than what we do in the shadows yes <laughs> yes and this podcast yeah, yeah because this is a comedy and self-help <laughs> podcast indeed okay your turn uh so tis the season i've been watching big brother for the last week okay <laughs> uh i know that you're not a fan but um big brother is you know the great granddaddy of uh reality TV shows. You know, I never, I've never seen it. I can't say I dislike it or I'm not a fan. I just don't have much interest in that, in that world. Yeah. I, I'm just, just saying it feels like it breeds just bitterness and resentment and like cattiness and like, yeah. Like what's, what's the positivity in it? You know, 
if you're going to take a Frank and Eric lens to it, yeah, as like a comedy, excuse me, um, sorry, a comedy self help self help podcast, yeah, like what would be the like silver lining? To well, it? when you're watching it, I mean, how it, do you benefit from it? Often. Uh, people and their awful behaviors are rewarded, unfortunately. But occasionally there are like people who do, who do seem like genuine and sort of pure of heart. And they are, uh, they are also rewarded for that behavior too. And, you know, you can kind of find them and root for them. And I think that's sure. the whole point. You know, you're like looking for people that you can kind of identify with and that like feel deserving of your, uh, you know, um, fandom or, or or at least like rooting for them for a season so the fans vote them off no no it's it's uh they vote each other off it's why isn't there a show where fans vote them off that's got to be a thing right it has to be yeah like i, I can't name it but it should be a there thing. there are um like there are fan favorites and stuff on big brother like throughout the season like like uh that fans will vote on like people getting rewarded for things and stuff. But even still, like you should be able, why can't the, the viewers vote? On, I guess it has to be real time then, right? Yeah. Cause I you mean, can't edit it. I feel like there's reality shows where the fans vote. Is that not a thing? I don't know. We're not super plugged into yeah. reality TV, but, um, big brother is just like this. It's this weird anomaly in the world of, of, uh, well, it's not an anomaly because it's kind of, it's it's the original, but it resisted the evolution that, that a lot of other reality shows went through. So like people on Big Brother don't drink. They're mm. cut off from the outside world. Like so weird. Yeah. So they're they're and how like, long are they in the house for? Months. Like all yeah. summer. So like three months. That's and fucked up. Yeah, it's totally crazy. But like it is way more interesting to watch than like the real world where you know, the, I don't even know if the real world's on anymore. I, I don't think it is, but I don't know if it is, but like when a new season would start the first night, everybody would get wasted and pair off and like bang. And then everybody would be like fighting over like their, yeah. you know, yeah. romantic relationships and <clears> stuff. <throat> and it was just sort of like a watching a shitty party. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not that at all. Like you're watching people who are like constantly involved in gameplay, which is kind of interesting to see. It just seems like psychological warfare. It is. <laughs> it to, totally is. Uh, my next show, mm-hmm. I would say, is um, I just started it. It's Search Party. Oh, it's so good. So good. Oh, I'm only like three episodes deep. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, am I the boyfriend? <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really, really good. Oh, my God. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, is it two seasons? I don't know. I'm only like, yeah, a couple episodes, but, um, it's, it's starring Alia Shawkat, right? No idea what her name is. The, maybe. maybe from Arrest Development. You know, she's like dating Brad Pitt right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. She is attractive. I know. I, I <clears throat> think she's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Also, it's kind of an intense age difference too. Yeah, he's like 50, 50. something, yeah. or, you know, 50 at least. I mean, still got it. Still smoking I mean, hot. I mean, yeah. Sizzling. I mean, if I were her, I'd be on that. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> she's I, like maybe 30? If I were me, I'd be on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's like, she's like, no, I think she's probably like 35. If you, had a, if you had a night with Brad Pitt, would you go for it? 
Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> what, what is is that? Is that a real question? Of course, I would. I don't know, man. If you let me ask you a question: If you had a night where um, you were at a discotheque and Brad Pitt, Tom Hardy, and Ryan Reynolds were fighting over you, <laughs> would you go for it? <laughs> That's a little bit different. Why Ryan Reynolds? I mean, come on. He's so He's like shit. my lowest hanging fruit. Really? Oh, yeah. Fuck so, Ryan Reynolds. You think he's like, a, he's like, a, he's one of your hard pass. No, thanks. So he's like, he's like just one of those, like, like in that group, Ryan Reynolds is like the friend that you'd yeah, throw it to yes. when you're bored. But exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. But I would like friend zone him so hard. When he gets too clingy, you're like, hey, 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 hey. up. I said, we're just <laughs> friends. <laughs> no, you can't come to Thanksgiving. Brad Pitt can come to Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, he can. <laughs> Bring your casserole, baby. Whatever you got. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, there's there's all this talk of them dating. and uh, Interesting. And then I was reading this thing where, like, uh, one of her He's friends. funny as fuck, too, right? Yeah. I would think so. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I read an interview with him where he he seemed a little dim-witted. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's probably funny. He seems funny like, I don't know, it seems like he has like a natural kind of humorous charm to him. Yeah. I think he's a huge stoner, and I think she is too. Got it. Based on what um, this person uh, was saying like in some interview, because you know, people are trying to suss out if they're dating. I see. And, uh, and this person who is apparently a friend of hers said like they're extremely good friends, and they've been hanging out during the the lockdown and uh, I guess they like get high together. Good for them. That sounds great, right? Probably so much more fun than Angelina Jolie. Oh, obviously. Hell God, what a drag, right? I mean, respect to Jesus, her and all of her totally. like, missions and whatnot, and but like, stuff. doesn't seem like there's a lot of party going. No there. way, man. Does not seem fun at all. Even Jennifer Aniston's like twice as fun. She's uh, one of the, she's on the short list to replace Ellen. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I support that. I'm not sure she's up to snuff. You know I, I would, I'm a bit of a Jen Stan. I'd give it to her. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I meant the show. <laughs> I think she would do a good job at the show. You're at you're at a holiday party. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston is there. Uh-huh. Brad Pitt is there. Yep. They don't want to get together. Okay. With each other. Uh huh. But they they're fighting over me. They want to get together. I'm pretty sure I'd go Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Really? Yeah. What if what if Brad Pitt's going pedal to the metal? I don't have to have some sort of like intense conversation with myself about my sexuality and okay. like okay. 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 I'm okay. comfortable. Okay. 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 I hear you, but let me let me let me give you a for instance. Oof. Listen to me. Brad Pitt's coming at you 100%. Okay. Fucking like yes. no pretense. Right. Sure. Frank. No if hands or butts. Do me. Right? <laughs> okay. Jennifer Aniston is only giving you a little coy, giving you a vibe. Okay. Is it a strong vibe or like, it's a discernible vibe. Your dog's farts are just brutal. Really fucking up my like headspace. Right I know now. It's, <laughs> it's not making you think about sex diarrhea. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you're on the dance floor at the discotheque with Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. And it smells like my dog's farts. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But listen to me, Brad Pitt is giving you just clear signals. Sure. Like, I am a sure thing. Yes. And it's like and, both Brad Pitt now, right? 
Yeah. Okay. And Jennifer Aniston is like giving you a obvious vibe. Yep. But like definitely not a. I always fuck up that vibe. I always fuck it up. You don't just go. You don't just go, Brad Pitt. I'm not sure if I ever told you the story, but there's someone who's like that we know. It's kind of a celebrity right now. Okay. And we had a bit of a thing, a bit of a dalliance. Okay. And we were at a party one night, and I might have told you this before, but she's like, "Let's go. Let's get out of here. Let's go somewhere else." I think I know who you're talking about. And I was like, "Guys, we're going somewhere else. Let's go, <laughs> everybody. Let's go. Let's go somewhere else." <laughs> To like, I rallied the whole party to leave the bar we were at and go somewhere else. Like I was leaving, leading a fucking parade, and she just went home. She was like, "What are you doing?" I, I mean, I was very drunk, but like, I can't believe I just like f- so hard fucked that up. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, pretty cool. So you know, bad news for Brad Pitt. Uh, <laughs> putting out the vibe that hard might not work for him with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, the subtlety, the, the let's just go, let's go somewhere else. Right. right Maybe right. let's go to your apartment. Right. And just spell it out for me. Cause I'm a moron. Yeah. I need like cue cards. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's spelling it out. Yeah. He's yeah. saying, let's go to your place. <laughs> Jen is not. She's not. So I could bungle things with Jen. Yeah. Brad Pitt's like, yo, let's go to your apartment and watch warrior. I got, Oof. I got, I got some beers in my car. In his car, or whatever. In my, <laughs> I, he's like, Brad Pitt's like, I got some beers in my backpack. Okay, <laughs> are you a rapist, Brad Pitt? And and <clears throat> like Jennifer Aniston's just like, hey, I was hoping I'd see you here. Hmm, that gets me going a little bit. Gets my water right. running. Yeah, uh, I'd still go, Jen. Really? Yeah, I like vaginas. <laughs> As cool as it would be to have sex with Brad Pitt, I still base base level and more attracted to Jennifer Aniston than sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird I have to explain this. <laughs> would you go okay. Brad Pitt? Yes. Wow. Yeah. He's okay. a sure thing. Yeah. No? No, I don't I know. I might try to combine it. No, you can't. They hate each other. Hey, Brad and I are going to go check out Warrior. Have you seen it? <laughs> She's like, does he have beers in his backpack again? I know that move. No. <laughs> no, like, way. no, of course he doesn't. <laughs> Lose the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I would. Mm. Yeah. Hey, to each hey, his own. Exactly. <laughs> Different strokes, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, what did you get third TV show? <laughs> uh, my third one. <laughs> my third TV show Uh is um, I didn't really have a third one, but then I discovered this today. Uh, This is um, very niche. Can't say that most people are going to like it, but it is, it is a TV show format. It's on YouTube. It's like a half hour long. So like a half hour TV show. So like 23 minutes or 24 minutes. Yep. Uh, And it's this singer songwriter, Sean Rao. Mm. He does a show that's all about foraging food. Oh, good. <laughs> guy who orders meat from Amazon is watching a thing on foraging food. Yeah, I don't order meat from Amazon. Of course you do. No, I don't. Are you sure? I I don't think I do. Okay, I buy it from Amazon because I buy it from Whole Foods. Okay, that's the no. It's fine. Where else should I buy it from? Whatever you want, man. Go ahead. Where do you? I'm, wh- sorry, I'm, I'm not taking a ticket. You at it? I was I was just making a joke. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to. <laughs> 
Listen, if there was a better option, I would do that. So are you are you trying to forage food right now? No, not at all. Okay. Um, but I th- I just found it really interesting, and I found I like I I was watching it while I was working today. Yeah. And I found it like just very soothing and watchable. It was mm. like very calm. Yeah. And it was like, hey, I'm going to explain this thing to you. Here's a thing. Here's why it's important. Here's the history of this thing. Here's how you can use it. And here, I'm going to cook up a little dish and here's what it looks like. And it was just so calm. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. I apologize. I I think I've gotten more self-righteous about politics since the, uh, you know, in 2020. Yeah. Things are just so miserable right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you in the abstract, but like at the end of the day, if I go buy food from Whole Foods right now, yep. whether I do that or don't do that, uh-huh. I'm not making like a massive impact on anything. I know you're saying like if everyone mm. thinks like me, then nothing changes. Yes. But like, yes. That, what are my options to walk an extra two blocks and go to shop and save or whatever? You have a, you have a myriad of options in New York City. Oh, I, yeah. I could go to the like the really bougie butcher shop on fifth Avenue and then pay like 10 times the amount of money. Would that be a bummer to support that small butcher shop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually okay. it would. All right. <laughs> I feel like they, Jeff Bezos. I feel like they want to give that guy your money. No, Jeff, I don't want to give him my then money. Then don't give me your but money. It, if, if he wasn't there, it would be somebody else. That's not necessarily true. That place didn't exist a couple of years ago. What? Whole foods. No, the Whole Foods that that is there now outside your door. Yeah, I agree. Right. I just don't think that. But like that that line of argument is saying nothing matters. Like your actions have no impact in the world whatsoever. They don't really, but (laughs) (laughs) I just don't agree with that. Okay. Also, like it's sort of saying everything I do is like irrelevant because there's a bigger machine around me as if like. I can just, I can play into these shitty things. Nothing. It's everything is shitty, but like I can play into like supporting massive corporations that are evil because a, it doesn't matter. I have no control. All right, here, let me ask you a question. Here we go. <laughs> this is just a, so a little <clears throat> hypothetical, yeah, right? Sure. So like, um, buying a book yeah. from Amazon. Sure. Right is uh bad Mm -hmm. as compared to buying a book from like my neighborhood bookstore Mm -hmm. you would you would say that right yeah so um and the reason for that is that my neighborhood bookstore is better how uh because you are supporting a places that are a smaller company you're not supporting a giant corporation that treats its employees like shits right a trillionaire right um poor labor practices right um also like the local bookstore has culture to it that supports the neighborhood okay um so the only thing i really i would buy out of that i guess is like kind of the local factor where it's like you're kind of supporting local culture yeah but like if if Amazon is is a platform for merchants, which it is, yep. Um, 
often when you are buying something on Amazon, you are not buying from Amazon. You are buying from an independent merchant who is using Amazon because it's the best way for them to sell their stuff. That is true. But they're also getting a much smaller percentage of what they would if you were to buy it in the store. Though. Right. Would it be better for them to get nothing from me? It would be better if you went to the store. Right. But like, what if... It'd be better if you went to the merchant's website and bought it there. So here's, so here's the thing, right? Like I, I buy a lot of used books, Sure. right? So, uh, a great way to find used books is through like independent merchants on Amazon. Sure. You can buy, I can walk up to the bookstore, you know, a few blocks up on Fulton. hold, Hold on, hold on. But let's also accept the reality that Amazon is something that people have agreed to deal with because of how mammoth it is. Sure. And that is a bad thing. Because it, it's it's forced itself into the marketplace in a way where it's it's hard to negotiate against its terms. It didn't force itself into the marketplace. It didn't, didn't force itself. It's it it's grown in a way, but it yeah. has also put places out of business too. Because that's what people want. People want convenience, right? Yeah. Yes, I will not deny that. Yeah. Do people want their local bookstore to go out of business? Yes. They do? Yes. I don't think so. I used to think like you, Frank. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm joking a little bit. Sure. I'm, I'm being um, more cynical than I actually am. Yeah. But uh, I had a, a moment of realization years ago where, uh, so I, li- I grew up in a small town where a Walmart rolled in and, yeah. um, and we had a mall. The mall kind of put everything out of business before Walmart sure. did. And it's like the same kind of uh, thing that happens everywhere where, or happened everywhere, I think in the 80s, where like you had small towns with business districts yeah. and then you would have a mall open up on the outskirts of the town and everybody immediately stopped patronizing the small uh, shops and sure. going to the mall. Sure. And in a lot of cases, like the one where I grew up, uh, the mall was like outside the city limits. So all of the sales tax revenue was like funneled out of the town. Yep. And, and, uh, you know, when Walmart eventually showed up, when I was in high school, Walmart was right out by the mall. So it's just, everything is just this flow of sales tax money out of the town sure, into the County, into everywhere else, but like where you live draining the community. Yep. And I, you know, I was a nineties pop punk kid with my superficial political ideas and, and social ideas. And I was like, fuck the mall, fuck Walmart, fuck MTV, fuck everything that is corporate that is trying to make you do this and that and whatever. Right. Um, and then someone explained to me one time, like, uh, like those places don't just show up and impose themselves. Of course. Like there is a, there is a, a market opportunity identified and then, and then they build it. Right. So like everybody wants things easier and faster yes, and more convenient. I'm aware of that. Right. So your, your beef is with people who, of course, right. Of course. I'm, I'm aware of those things. Yeah. And, and like everybody I know in the world everywhere uses Amazon. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Is everybody a bad person? No. Is it is does it is it a good thing to keep supporting that beast, keep feeding the beast? I would I would prefer not to if I can. In my hometown, like wh- like why wouldn't you? Why, like same thing. Like why don't people want to use solar power? People want to use like other, you know, not support like giant tobacco, big yeah. oil, like yeah. things that you don't agree with politically, or like you don't wear fur. 
right? Like, yeah. Well, so and Amazon <clears throat> also treats its employees like garbage. Yeah, I, I agree <clears throat> because, like, in my hometown, one of the biggest employers is an Amazon warehouse, sure. and it's like coronavirus ripped through there and uh, you know killed a bunch of people and and they have ambulances parked outside in the right. summer for when people have heat stroke. Yeah. Like it's not a great existence. Right. That being said, like given the current landscape of the world or, or just sort of society right here in the United States, like in my hometown, if you want to buy a book, you either have to order it on the internet or you have to buy it at Walmart. There is no other place to buy a book. There are no bookstores. Sure. Other bookstores have websites. Sure. But you can buy like a used version of a book. You, I mean, in a, in a town of people who are like barely middle class at the top of the tier of the town, like, are you going to go to, I don't know, Powell's books or something, you know, or something even smaller than that and order a book? Or are you going to go on Amazon where you get it for like two bucks cheaper and then you get to get the book, you know, like they're like, at what point do you say like I there this is a necessary evil to like So would you be happy living in a community that was like so you're upstate, right? Yeah. Would you be happy if you drove into town and it was Starbucks, McDonald's, Burger King, uh Subway, and that's all your town? That's well, no, your entire no, town? That would, that would suck, obviously. Why? You get a fast sandwich, you get a fast coffee, it's cheap. You get a fast everything. Everything is you want is cheap and easy, right? Yeah, but like uh, a sandwich from Burger King, for instance, is not the same as a sandwich from the cafe down the street. Maybe if you make some recommendations to Burger King or you can customize your burger to the way you want it. The copy of Stephen King's The Stand that you buy from Walmart or from Amazon is exactly the same as the one that you buy. But from the, the cost to the community and to the people who get it to you is is the problem. That that so that is the the quality. That is the quality difference in the sandwich metaphor. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's like how it gets to you is damages society. In a You're way. telling me that the that the end product, the sandwich, is the same. What I'm saying is, so there's still harm there. Like, yes, when you get the book in your hand, it looks the same, feels the same, it reads yeah. the same, right? Yeah, you have the same product. Yeah. But how it got to you is very different. Yeah, absolutely. And the how it got to you is the problem. I understand that. But like in, in a lot of cases, it's either that or nothing. I don't agree because with that or nothing we're, we're dug in so deep. I, I just don't agree with that. That's that exa- exactly to me. That's like a hopeless, like throw your hands up mentality that just al- allows these things to perpetuate. Like how do you how do you argue that neoliberalism is bullshit and that like the like society at large needs a change in a bigger way? Yeah. How do you argue that rationality of politics and say, well, I'll just do the easiest thing I can in my own life? Like that that to me doesn't correspond. Like how do you have a truly liberal like progressive point of view but then throw your hands up when things are difficult for you? If you want change, do something about your life that that argues that point. Right. Well, there is there is what I want and there is what there is. But I don't agree things are things are not that black and white though. I feel like there's those, nuance to everything. This is Frank and Erica comedy and <laughs> self-help podcasts. <laughs> it's just not like Amazon and Whole Foods or nothing or like I pay 
like twice as much for garbage. It's just not that reality. I mean, the reality is that like, I hear what you're saying, but like, it, unfortunately you have to get a little bit more granular when you're talking about these, these like totally individual things. Like if you're going to talk about <clears throat> whole foods, like from a, a, from like a product quality standpoint, like whole foods will set in, in some ways in like for certain things, like there's whole foods and then there's like, you know, the locally owned supermarket down the street, the quality of what you get at whole foods for certain things is going to destroy what you're going to get at totally that. aware of that. There's also, if you go a couple more blocks down, there's a food co-op that you can go to right? with much cheaper food that is, is high quality. Right. And I'm not going to join the co-op. So I'm going to go and I'm going to pay their like non-member prices, which are going to be, I don't know the non-member prices. I can't yeah, to that. It's going to be, so I'm going to pay a premium. I don't think you can even shop there if you're not a uh, member. Yeah. So like, um, but why not be a member though? Why do I have to do that? Cause you support the community. I'm going to go stock shelves at the supermarket so I can get a cheaper price. <laughs> like that. my time's more valuable than that. Well, uh, in that situation, it's not my fault. It's my community's fault. Whoever, uh, you know, would be better off starting a supermarket that has competitive prices. That's on you. Like it's not my job. Like then, then should I go work a shift at the community bookstore and not get paid so I can get 15% off? Should I go work a shift at, you know, like, like to what end Frank? I don't know. I don't think like being part of a co-op is a slippery slope. Like it's, it's no one gets paid. It supports itself through the community's efforts. And then it's how two, big? It's, how, it's two hours a month. How big does the co-op? That's have like to get I, before I spend that money. I spend that time just like taking a shit in my apartment a month. Like right. Like you couldn't get me to work a shift at a food co-op with a fucking gun to my head. I'm sorry to hear that. That sucks. <laughs> Yet you want like a liberal like utopia world. I do. What? How does that make sense? The whole point is that like you sacrifice for the greater good. You give, you give your tax money, you give your efforts because you know, it supports others. That is the whole point. Right. I'll, I will. And like, and the co-op is literally that. No. What? (laughs) How is it not that? It's, it's just, I'm willing to pay. Here, so here's okay. Here, here's what I see. I see three. I see. I see three avenues. If I'm going to walk out my door and I'm going to go shopping, I'm going to go to big chain supermarket like Shoprite or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And I'm going to get like lowest <clears throat> common denominator quality stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like fair to say, like if I'm going to buy a steak, let's say, sure, I'm going to get like kind of the crappiest steak you can probably find. Yeah. I could go to Whole Foods. I don't know if it's a crappy steak you find, but sure. It's not a great steak. It's not it's a great fine. steak. It's a fine yeah, steak. It's, it's not going to be great, yeah, yeah. right? It's probably not going to be like wicked fresh. It's probably sure. not going to be like ideal, sure. right? It's going to be a, like you're sort of just mass market, like supermarket sure. thing. I could go to Whole Foods where like I know the kind of like consistency of the quality. I know I'm going to walk in there. I'm just going to get what I want, right? And sure. it's going to be, it's going to be. Given my 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 neighborhood Whole Foods, it's going to be a steak that is sliced that day sure. and put out in the case that day. Like it's it's really good quality. Yeah, but I am funding corporate <clears throat> corporate evil. Right? Sure, which I'm also funding corporate evil on the other end. But it is a yes. more like yes, you're, it is. You're, uh, you're supporting a 
uh, giant meat producing corporation, a yeah. string of meat producing corporations. Right. Or, well, I guess there's four avenues, right? The other one is I can go to the like boutique butcher shop on fifth Avenue up the street and the steak's going to cost literally four to five times as much. Do you know that for a fact? Yes. Okay. Say three to f- three to four times as much. It's going to be really expensive. It's probably going to be the best steak I've ever had in my life. And it's going to be a family owned business and it, you know, great. If I've got the disposable income and the time to roll into a specialty shop for every single thing I need, what you do. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I am allowed to have my opinions about the value of what I'm buying. Of course. Right. So like, I feel that if I have to pay that for like, you know, that exorbitant amount to, to, I understand that this is like a, like far reaching kind of systemic problem where it's like, I should, the reason they have to charge me so much is because they're an independent business that's paying rent in a neighborhood where other rents in that neighborhood are being paid by corporations that are like, can afford these like insanely inflated values and all that stuff. Is the answer to that me paying those people more money? Is that bad? How does it, how is the answer to like helping people who have less paying more if you can afford to? Is the answer to like helping people who like suffer through like systemic racism or poverty means you giving more taxes? I have to pee. So we have to solve this problem. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, I mean, I think that there is a, but like, isn't, but hold on. Like, isn't, isn't that what a lot of like liberal ideas get at? And like socialist ideas get out, like you can do more with what you have. Why isn't that okay? I'm, I'm, I, I know I, I go to like the farmer's market to buy my eggs because I feel uncomfortable buying the $2 carton eggs. Right. Am I a better person? No, but that's what I choose to do with my money. Right. Um, well, the fourth avenue I was going to say is that I can go <laughs> to a... <clears throat> place like the food co-op where the prices are adjusted probably a bit lower, but then I have to go work at the food co-op. So there is an expenditure on my part that is, yes. you know, not financial, but like labor. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess on some level, like if it was like, I don't know. There's really no explanation that doesn't really, you know, doesn't boil down to me sort of succumbing to like, I'm going to do what's best for me. Right. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, how do you rationalize idealism in politics and not idealism in your day to day? There's obviously a line there. Like there's no perfect living, right? Like right. there's no black and white. It has to be this or that. But like, if you value this, this kind of world that you think is not around you, why not do something about it? Um, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> um, and I, I joined the co-op cause I did join the co-op recently okay. because, because <laughs> I'm so fed up buying garbage produce at this chain supermarket. Right. And you don't want to buy good produce from Jeff Bezos. Correct. Right. But like, isn't, isn't Jeff Bezos's position Almost like a, uh, it's like the 
teleological end of like what happens in capitalism? Sure. So like, do you just keep like every time, like, like you, you just follow avenues until, uh, it gets too big to be, uh, like it, once it gets too big to be okay, then you move to the next thing and artificially <laughs> but prop that, it up until, but, but it's not argument like defeatism too. Absolutely. But I'm saying like in, in the grand scheme of things, like realistically, like what is the, what's, what's the, like, what's the best, what's to the me, ideal outcome to me? The ideal outcome is supporting my community. That is my goal is to support my community right. is to like know that the money I'm spending helps the people around me and helps something stay in business. So that person can continue to do this thing and like creates a culture that's like, it, it just, it's cyclical. Yeah. Well, I mean, to answer your question, yeah, there is a limit on how much I care. Yeah, of course. There's a limit on how much <laughs> everybody cares. Yeah. And I'm aware of that. And yeah. that's, that's to me, the, the breaking point about how we purchase things and how we live. Yeah. What are you comfortable with? Like near, near the place I'm moving to, I like did a little tour of the area the other day when I, cause I went and got a coffee in the morning and like, you know, there's that independent coffee shop where I got us breakfast when you were up yeah. there and I, I bought a coffee there and I just walked around and I was like, Oh great. There's a bookstore across the street. There's a, there's this and there's that. And like, there's a bookstore around the corner from me here, but they're never open. And like, I actually went over there and I like looked on the door for flyers. I went to their website. Like I looked at like whatever I, I was like, I, I want this one book. It's a very common book. They probably have it like they must be doing some kind of like coronavirus <clears throat> delivery service. Sure. Like, and if it costs two or $3 more than Amazon, I'll pay it because it's in the neighborhood. And like, I went to their website and tried to order it and said it was going to take two weeks to get to me. I, I guess. Sure. I, I guess what I'm saying is you are someone who believes in idealistic values yes. at the core of who you are. Yes. Right. And I know you would hate as would I, if you walked into your upstate neighborhood or your neighborhood now, and it was only chain corporations. Yeah. Because it would feel soulless to you. Yeah. So, like, I just don't get why not live the thing you want. Right. I, like Greenlight. Greenlight's only a couple blocks away. Yeah. But they weren't open. Greenlight yeah. wasn't open? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they. I think they, I don't even know if they're open now, but like, I, 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 like, thought, they, I thought they had opened up. I wanted to buy a book you know, a month or two ago, sure, whenever sure. it was that yeah. I was like, and I made an effort to like, look at like, yeah. because I was like, man, these places are really suffering. They need to make money. And I was thinking if I owned one of these bookstores, I would be doing like a daily courier service where like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Exactly. Cause like you still have that idea in you that yeah. I would want to do this one day. Yeah. But if they're not, then what? No, 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 That you would want to own the bookstore one day that you would want to do that thing is appealing to you. I'm saying if I did. Right. But it's appealing to you, right? Sure. It's appealing to you to like own a bar or a craft brewery or like a record store or a bookshop yeah, because, totally. because it's a romantic in our mind. Yes. And it's valuable to the people around us. Sure. And as people who love culture, we want to spread that thing around. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. But if it doesn't like actually function on a day-to-day -day basis in totally. a practical way, then yeah, I don't know why that place was closed. was closed. Yeah. I can't speak to that, but like, 
when I was walking around looking at like the local businesses, I saw a record store and I was like, Oh shit. Awesome. A record store. I can't wait to pop in here and look through records. And I looked at their hours and it was like two days a week for five hour (laughs) windows. And I was like, okay, I don't know if I'll ever be in here. If I happen to be around here when they're open, that would be cool. Sure. And I would be very happy to go in and shoot the shit and spend some money and buy some records. But like, you know what? It, yeah. Realistically, I'm probably going to listen to that music on Spotify because yeah. it's open 24 hours totally. and it's in my pocket. Yep. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. And, and uh, I'm not trying to know. make it off to like I'm judgmental or I like have lived this perfect life because I don't. No. I'm not trying to paint that picture. It's just like I've just been thinking about it more and more. And like <clears throat> I have qualms about the purchases I make and I, I feel uncomfortable about my own life in that way. That's all. Yeah. I don't know. I I, like, I know it's really defeatist, but like we're in so deep, like everything is so fucked up so deeply. I don't give a shit. So what? I mean, that's true. But, um, also, at the end of the day, I just want what I want, and I'm going to get it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. No, I, I get it. Convenience is king, right? You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, <laughs> in, in Apple Podcasts, in uh, Google Podcasts. You know what I mean? Like, No, hey, I'm totally aware of that. I'm totally fucking aware of that. Yeah. Like, Would you work for Amazon? No. Would you work for Facebook? No. Why not? Because I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm just deeply opposed to their influence on the world. Amazon too? No, not Amazon. Uh, I, 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 I am not sure how I feel about Amazon. Yeah. I'm definitely like opposed to like one person having that much wealth. Yeah. That just seems obscene to me, but also like, what if I came up with Amazon? You know what I'm saying? What if, <laughs> yes. what if, what if like, you know, what is like, it like an inherently Republican point of view? I, I like, are we talking about the real world? Or are we talking about like abstract, like, uh, situations? Like, like the reality of the situation is that like, like, Amazon is being rewarded by consumers because because they're providing what consumers want at competitive prices. And I understand that's kind of like a race to the bottom. Uh, Like, but I I don't know. I, 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 they, they made it cheaper and faster. Like they, they made almost no profit for a very, very long time. Right. And so in order to saturate the market and it worked, do you think it's more important for me to have a book or for me or, or for the bookstore to be, um, do you think it's more important for the customers to have the books or for the bookstore to thrive? I think the most important thing is that people are treated fairly and people aren't being treated fairly via Amazon. Yeah, that's fair. It's not about who has a book and who doesn't and whether or not the bookstore does well. Cause the bookstore owner could be a fucking awful garbage person. Sure. You know, like I, I don't know that it th- what's important is like who is treated well and what the end result of that thing existing is. I don't see how Amazon makes the world a better place. 
However, then you get shit fast. And cheap. <laughs> cheap. Not always that cheap, but cheap, yes. Yeah, but like cheap matters to a lot of people. I agree. I totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that. Like same way McDonald's continues to exist. People, yeah. people need cheap food. I yeah. get that. I'm not saying that like, but like the, the impact of Amazon that it has on the world, is it, is it better? I don't know. I, I'm saying that like, I, yeah. I literally don't have an opinion. I mean, like, again, it comes back to around to like when I, what I said about like when I was a teenager and like raging against the mall and somebody was like, Hey man, your community chose the mall. I used to work for McDonald's. I used to work in the mall. Right. Me too. Like, I used to work yeah, in the mall too. Totally. Yeah. Like, and there has to be like a moment where you realize like, and I'm not saying that this is the answer, but I'm like, there is a more nuanced point of view where it's like, like consumers choose these avenues. And I understand that like, like once things get rolling, then there's like, you know, pricing other competitors out of the marketplace. And like, you know, you, you, you like, like people's behaviors can be shaped by making things easier. In yes. certain ways. But, but that's. Like it's also capitalism. It is. Yeah. Right. I'm that's, aware of that. That's where we live. Yeah. I get that. But also like that doesn't have to be an inevitability though. Yeah. Like just because someone had a good idea doesn't mean your world is different now. I mean that, yeah, it does mean that though, but, it, but it doesn't have to mean you agree to those terms. Sure. Totally. I think these are all important things to think about. Frank and Eric. <laughs> Self-help comedy <laughs> podcast. I got to yeah. go. Yeah, I got to I gotta pee real bad. So we're going to cut it there. You know what? If it, it, I, I think these are important things for people to think about. And if you, <laughs> if, if you manage to fucking hang in there oh, through this God. and you're interested in this, like, you know, this is a really important time to be thinking about, like, your it impact is. on your it local really community. Is. It truly is. I, I think it's weird because, like, the ideology is all, all of this conversation is only on the left side. Like Republic, like D- Donald Trump does not talk about this kind of ideology or like, or right. this world at all. Um, but yeah, I do think it's really important. And I, I think like <sighs> nobody wants to think about how they spend their money truly because yeah. they want things to be easy. I get that. Like I pay for Spotify. Like I understand it's fucked. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, but, no but like, but I also d- I don't think it has to be black or white though. I don't think you need to have a perfect life for things to get better. Like things can be, everything has some fucking nuance to it. I agree. I, and, I'm and, not saying you don't, don't understand yeah, that, yeah. but I just think like people view that like, Oh, well, if you're not a vegan, it's not good enough. Or if you're not doing all the, if it's not all the way, it doesn't count. I just like have a hard time with that rationale. Yeah. I think you can make those decisions incrementally and exert uh, influence even if you have to buy one thing at Amazon or have to buy like, sure. one thing at some other place. Like You can make the choice to be like, oh, I'll take a walk in the morning and like get my coffee at a local coffee shop or I'll buy that book or that record or that thing or that whatever Like if it makes sense for you to support your local community. But like you're, you know, like you don't have to like, I don't know. Like ideals are great, but there's also <clears throat> logistics and practical 
things to consider. This is my tired five. I'm taking the show on the road. Uh, you can see anyway, me yeah, in yeah, St. Yeah. Louis next weekend. Yeah. At the laugh cellar. Um, okay. I, I've, uh, I'm not trying to be a rant. I were ranting, but yeah. I'm trying to, I'm not trying to rant. Really did a uh, Dennis Miller there on everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to go off on a rant here. But, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. So Frank and Eric, this has been our uh, <laughs> our episode where we recommend TV shows. Uh, <laughs> um, you shouldn't ever watch TV because because <laughs> it's a giant wait, corporation. Wait to hear how they fund those things. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, you could find us on Twitter, Frank and Eric. You could find us at uh, where else? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Frank and Eric dot com. Yeah, sure. there's a link yeah. on there. And um, tw- uh, I said Twitter. Um, you know, we're on the socials. There's a, you can email us. I created an Instagram account, but I haven't done anything with it yet for Frank and Eric. Yeah. Uh, We'll put something on there eventually. Uh, you could, uh, you could DM it. Um, probably. Um, but yeah, uh, Eric at Frank and Eric.com Frank and Frank and Eric.com. Uh, um, you know, support your local businesses and, um, (laughs) or don't and, or, or don't, you know, or don't because in the grand scheme, you don't have to, I don't know. In the, in the grand scheme of things, who the hell knows? Yeah. We're, we're careening toward a nuclear winter anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> but stay positive in the meantime. Yes.
on my shoes and socks. God damn it, if I walked here, pick four to knock. <laughs>